Welcome to another episode of the Strong Family Project Podcast. I am Joe, joined by Mel. Welcome back to the Strong Family Project Podcast, where we guide you on the path to raising confident, independent, and resilient children in a strong family environment. Great job with the intro, I know, I didn't pause that time. No pause, ready to go. So today's 10-Minute Tuesday. Mel has our topic, and I want to give... Mel, why don't you first explain what the topic is, then I'm going to get as a little cliffhanger, I'm going to give a little thought, and then I'll let you finish up with your topic. Okay. So I've had this issue the last week or so that I've noticed. Have you ever had someone tell you something and you like really buy into their perspective only to find out from someone else a different perspective on the same exact situation and it completely throws you off? I'll give an example. Not yet. Oh, not yet. That's the topic. Okay. So we're talking about problem solving and Mel's talking about communication problem solving. And I want to share just a little bit of a story that I also shared with the a few hundred people that I do business coaching for and the few thousand people I do fitness coaching for both got the same story. And I want to share with you because it is a way to ask better questions to get better solutions. I like to move towards solutions as fast as possible. And in a moment, Mel will be talking about communication and how to get through that to figure out what the problem is so that you can solve it. So I was telling the story about Intel Intel, I believe the guy's name was Andy Gross, was a executive at Intel. And they were heavily into the memory market and processors, Intel inside, the computers that a lot of us use. And they were trying to decide what to do going forward because the company wasn't going so well. They were getting the crap kicked out of them by the Japanese in the memory market. And they had to really think about and decide what are we going to do and they asked themselves this question. If we were to be fired and a new person were to come in or a new company were to buy us out, what would they immediately do to solve this problem? So they were trying to remove the emotional baggage and attachment that they had to the situation and look through it through look at it through a different person's lens. And then they said if this person would come in and say, "All right, we got to get out of memory. We got to focus on processors." Like maybe we should do that before we get fired. And at that time, it is a big shift because one of the executives commented like Intel not doing memory is like Ford stopped selling cars, but they did it. They had the courage to do it. And so what I recommended to the fitness group that I help run is, all right, well, you're going to go to the doctor's office and the doctor's going to tell you something about your health and fitness. You probably know what that is now. Instead of waiting to that moment where someone else tells it to you, why don't you take steps to solve it now? or to the business people, similar to the Intel situation. If someone else were to buy your company, they would come in, how would they solve the problems that you are having today? If you think about that through a family lens, like, all right, we're ha- our family's having this speed bumps. It is your family, it is personal, you are very attached to it, so those problems are sometimes tougher to solve because you have your blinders on and you have such a preconceived path that you wanna go on. But I encourage you to take a step back and say, all right, we've got these speed bumps. If we were to ask this other person who's a great family person or this other therapist we go see or whatever it is, this outside person, like how would they solve this problem? What do you think they would say? By shifting that perspective, you'll find better answers yourself and then you can implement them in your family life quicker. Mel. That was a cool story. <clears throat> so here's I bringing it back to family like you did at the end. The example I'm going to give is with our middle son who's playing basketball now. He basically went right from soccer to basketball, not much of a break. And he has this mountain bike now, and all he wants to do is mountain bike. And 
he comes home and in the evening will tell me like, ugh, I really don't want to go to basketball tomorrow. I just want to come home and ride my bike. I don't feel like going. I didn't get a break between these two sports. And then I start to feel really bad for him because it's like you said, it's family, it's someone you get emotional. And I start to worry. But then because you and I have good communication, I come and tell you. And then I'm like really bought into what he's saying. And then I go to you and you tell me, well, and when I pick him up from practice, he's like super happy. His practice was great. I love playing basketball. A bunch of my buddies are on the team. Yeah, so he tells it, me how good it was. <laughs> he tells me, hey, we do this drill. We got to go down and back twice in under 22 seconds, I think it is. And he's one of the only kids that can do it. And even one day he was sick. He toughed it out and was still finished under the time. And if kids don't finish under the time, which often they don't, they have to run again. And then he does it again. And he was very proud of himself. And he's learned so much in basketball. He's talking to me about the different formations and the different verbiage that he's learning about the game. And he gets to Mel, he does his complaining. He even teaches Everett. Like they were looking, <laughs> he was teaching Everett the different positions on the basketball, I almost said field, court. <laughs> I know, that's really, I caught myself. But anyway, so my, my point here is we had, we were getting such different, and if I simply ran with what he told me, I would probably just worry myself silly and regret everything and wish we hadn't had him, wish we hadn't suggested he play. But because I then went to you and got your perspective, almost like you just said, get another pers person involved or a different perspective on what's going on. And then I heard your piece of the puzzle. It almost makes more sense, but this really points then to that piece of the path about relationships with the within the family. What he presents to you might be different than what he presents to me. He might feel both things, because when he gets home, he probably does want to go ride his bike. But it's almost like we, we both get different perspectives from the same person on the same situation. And it's our job to not get overly invested in one or the other. Instead, communicate as a couple and figure it out and put the pieces back together. Because I'll oftentimes then just start to worry. And, and honestly, like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So... Like you mentioned, the reality is probably somewhere in the middle. I think kids will tell the parent what they typically want to hear and react to so that they can have a conversation. It's good conversational skills from them. And he probably loves playing basketball in some aspects and doesn't like playing basketball in some aspects because it takes away bike time. And he's got to wrestle with that, both those things being true. If he came out and said, oh, like I, I wish I had more rest between basketball and soccer. Like he's not going to get a big conversation out of me. I might give him a noise like, and we'll just go about. Now he knows he'll get a conversation out of you. But if he went and told you technical basketball lingo, you might be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but not get the same reaction that you, you would give him out of an emotional conversation. So just it is part us and how we like to receive information and understand that the person has been taught by us how we like to receive info and they'll play it up and so just don't buy into all the playing up because we do it too to other people and so it's important to stay level and stay calm see through it to find which pieces are true what is more true are both things true and then you can guide yourself through this situation what i think is really fun and i hope everybody finds this fun but like families are dynamic and complex and I think like this kind of happened this last week or so, and it's really been on my mind. Now I feel like I've learned a new aspect of how our family runs. Oh, this is a pattern that he'll go to you with certain things and he'll come to me with other things. And now I have that understanding of what his needs might be and to take him with a grain of salt and not get so emotional about it. But I think that's so interesting just to 
as we go through time that we learn how our different um, children respond to us in different ways and communicate with us in different ways. And that's really why that piece of the path is so important, that having focus on the different relationships within the family. But I just thought that was worth bringing up because I feel like everyone probably has that, where their kids go to the different people in the family and speak in different ways or... They just know. They know to go to you with the technical stuff and to come to me with the emotional stuff. But I need to check myself a bit more to make sure I'm not over responding. It's like a higher level version of, oh, I'm just going to ask mom because she might say something different. Or I'm going to ask dad. <laughs> now it's just a little bit different level to that. Yeah. Do you have another example or would you like to land the plane right now? I think we can land the plane. I think that one kind of illustrated it. Coming up on Thursday, big episode for you. I'm not going to give you the title yet because Mel doesn't know the title yet. So now would be a giveaway. But <laughs> make sure you are liking, following, and subscri subscribing, subscribing so that yeah. you will get notified. We are on YouTube. The episodes go up there and we're posting new bonus content there as well. So make sure you're engaging in the platform so you're not missing this stuff as it comes out. It is building on each episode's building on the ones prior. And so as we get up to close to 70 episodes already, if you're not following and sub subscribing, visiting us at strongfamilyproject.com to download your free steps of the path, it is going to become overwhelming if you're dropping in on episode 300 or something and then you're like, whoa, I got so much more to do. Get engaged right now. Talk to you on Thursday. It's a big one.